give you a word this morning. Uh, I, my, main, my main mission here in this church is to help you to grow. It's if I see you drawing away, away from the Lord, I want to encourage you to come back. Because many, many through years, and most of you know what I'm talking about, people have grown cold, they've gotten complacent, they've drawn away. You know, Book talked about Ruth. I'm not getting into what all Book, Book, Book went through, the history and the people and everything. <laughs> but I want to talk about a commitment that Ruth made. And, I, you know, when I look at Ruth, I look at a woman that had a faith that was real. You know what I'm saying? And Book talked about it last week, and he's right. But that faith drew her to make the right decisions. You know what I'm saying? She, she understood the value of what she believed. And it cost her something, Okay. How many know if you're going to serve Jesus with all your heart, it's going to cost you something? I'm not talking about money. It's going to cost you friends. It's going to cost you maybe some friend, some family. It's going to cost you things that, that you always loved. And, but you're going to have to make a decision. If they love me, don't love me because I love Jesus, then, well, that's tough luck. Come on, somebody. Because my mama didn't die on the cross for me. Or my daddy didn't die. Or my uncles and aunts and sons and daughters, they didn't die on the cross for me. Listen, when I measure his love next to theirs, it's nothing. My God, do you hear what I said? As much as my mama loves me, she can't love me like Jesus loves me. She, can't, she never laid her, her neck on, on the cross for me. Neither did any one of my relatives, neither my wife or my, my children. I'm in the place, and I've been doing this, like I said, about 40 years, serving the Lord, starting to really understand what God wants of me, okay? He wants my heart. Somebody understand me this morning? Listen, my wife has my heart, but there's somebody who has it a lot better and a lot stronger. When, when I put her before God, then I've sinned because I haven't laid Jesus on top of her. See, I can only love her because Jesus loves me. Come on, somebody. I can only understand relationship because I have to understand my relationship with him. There's no other relationship that will ever work outside. Look, you know people that ain't serving the Lord. What kind of relationship they have with one another? They're bickering. They're fighting. They're, 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 they're judging each other. They're hating each other. They're trying to control each other. Do you want that kind of life? No, seriously. Turn with me to Ruth. Now, Booker gave a good picture of Ruth last week. Believe me, I'm not going, I'm not going to keep you that long. <laughs> but it's, there's a character about Ruth, a heart about Ruth we need to look at, okay? You remember when I started this morning and I said that God's character is to bless you. Do you understand that? God's, my character is to do my very best to love my wife and to provide for her and love my children because that's just, who I, that's just who I am, all right? And it's part of who I am. And when we start seeing God's character, how he feels toward his church, his children. One, listen, my relationship with God is not your relationship with God. It's personal, Right? So when I look at the Lord, I have to look at it 
on a personal basis. So this is me talking to God. See, when he speaks to me, he's talking to Lanny. He's saying, son, this is what I expect of you. Come on, Holy Ghost. I was going to preach a message and I changed it because I felt the Lord wanted me to go this way. It's better you don't know the truth. Then after you've known it, to turn away from it. My Bible says in the book of Proverbs, it's like a dog going back to his own vomit. Your old life, y'all, y'all, it's like, you ever seen a dog turn around and go eat his own vomit? That's what a backslidden heart is like. It's like going back and, and, and eating your own vomit. It also said a pig that was washed, going back and wallowing in the mire, going back in the mud. Listen, you could take a pig. A pig is a dirty animal, right? But if you clean him up, especially a white one, you wash him up and clean him up and put a little bow in his head and perfume him. And I told James that the other day. I said, you can make him look holy, right? Turn him loose. Where did he go? <laughs> he's going right back in the mud again. <laughs> because he's a pig, right? That's what he does. Shame on us when we go back to the mud. And look for the dirt of life to, to comfort us. Because it won't. Amen? My Lord, I hope I'm preaching to you this morning. <laughs> I want you to look at chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 18. Naomi, Boogie talked about her last week, was the husband of, yeah, the wife <laughs> of Elam. And she had two sons, Milion and Chilion. But if you, you find out what it means, it means they were weakly, weakly and puny. That's what their names mean. Okay? But anyway, her husband dies. Her sons die. And Naomi has two daughter-in-laws. And she looks at them. Look, she says, I'm going back to my home country. Go back to Israel or Judah. She says, I heard there's bread over there. They left because of a drought. We're going through a drought right now. If we don't get no rain, there ain't going to be no bread. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but she goes, she decides to go back. And her two daughter-in-laws are standing with her. And she says, uh, you don't have to come with me. Why don't you all go back to your family? Go worship your old gods again? Because I have nothing. And she says, she goes on and says this, and I want, to, I want you to pay attention to this. Naomi, I'm talking about Ruth. Let me start in verse 15. And she says, look, your sister-in-law talks. She was to, uh, Ophrah, the, the one of them had turned back. She decided to go back to her family, go back to her old gods, her old ways. And, and, and Ophrah left. And, and this is what Naomi told Ruth. And she said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people, her gods. Return after her. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, and I like Ruth. Listen, 
There's something about this lady that intrigues me. She pleaded with him, please don't send me back. My God, if we'd ever get that kind of heart, she entreated her. Please, Jesus, don't let me turn from following you. My God, what a, what a, what a, what a woman. I don't want to go back to those old ways. I don't want to follow that dark path anymore. I don't want to follow these false gods anymore. What a woman of faith. And I started saying, I mean, what a confidence in her faith. Because Ruth had nothing. Her husband died. Her, her mother-in-law had nothing. But she said it. Entreat me not to leave you. Or turn my back from falling after you. Where you go, <laughs> I will go. How many of us ever stopped and told the Lord, Lord, please don't turn your back on me. Please let me follow you. Where you go, I'll go. Where you, what, what you, where, you, where you stop, I'll stop. Where your feet are, my feet will be there. Come on, Jesus. This is good. And the confidence this lady had in Naomi's God when she was losing all faith in him. Naomi was weak. But her God wasn't weak. Come on, somebody. Let's, you might feel weak, but God is not weak. You might feel like giving up, but he's not giving up. My Lord, don't let me go back. Don't let me go back to that old path. I don't want to live like that anymore. And, you know, I thought about that even before Boogie was sharing it a few, about a few weeks back. They were doing their podcast, a book, right? And brothers, I said, why don't y'all talk about Ruth? <laughs> and talk about the confidence she has in God and her faith. I'm going to ask you a question. Most of you would tell me. I said, do you believe in God? Oh, yeah. Do you believe God? <laughs> Are you confident that everything he said is true? Especially when it comes to you. Is your faith grounded in what the Word of God says? Listen, you, you leave here today, you don't have to listen to me. Listen to the Holy Ghost. Because I'm only the vessel He's using. But the Word comes from God. God is saying in His Word that if you trust me and put your faith in me and draw near to me, I'll never leave you. Or forsake you. He says, please don't tell me to leave. Please, Naomi. Please don't chase me away. I want to go where you go. Come on, Holy Ghost. I want to be where you're at. She entreated and pretty much begged her not to turn away. I see so many Christians today falling so fast. It's so easy. Not to pray no more. It's so easy not to read your Bible. It's so easy not to go to church no more. There's something. Listen, we ought to be begging God. Lord, every time the door is open, let me be there. God, every time I need to pray, let me pray. Every time I need to read that word, let me read that word. I entreat you, please, God. I'm going to die without it. I'm not going to make it. Wherever you go, where you go, I'll go. 
This is Ruth talking to Naomi. You see, she wasn't chasing Naomi. She was chasing his God. Come on, Holy God. Come on. She wasn't chasing after Naomi. She was chasing after Jehovah. She was, in our words, we were chasing after Jesus. She knew there was something powerful about this God, Naomi, claimed to worship. And she didn't want to let go. Well, if we'd have, we'd have a full church today if people just didn't want to let go. <laughs> Come on, Holy Ghost. People just didn't want to quit. I don't want to quit, man. I'm tired of quitting. I'm tired of failing. I'm going to follow Jesus. I don't know about just me, okay? I made my decision. I don't want to walk away, y'all. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back after that old life that was killing me and destroying me. I made a confession of faith in this very church almost 40 years ago. And though I'm, I'm not telling you I hadn't had trials and I hadn't slipped and fell, but I always came back. There was always that drawing, you know what I'm saying? Drawing. Come back, Lanny. Don't, don't go that way. And then I'll remote. we'd come back. We'd come back. You know, I thank God I did. I would never in a million years trade my, my experience that I had Hearing the gospel and knowing that Jesus is Lord and Christ of my life, that he saved and died for me. Why do I want to go after the world? The world is dying. Come on, somebody. It's, it's, it. Listen, there's only death out there. You, you turn the television on, all you hear is fighting and hating and killing and, 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 and jealousy and pride and envy. And, and all this stuff is, you can just, on the, on the, Six o'clock news, put it on. You're going to see what I'm talking about. Somebody shot somebody today. Somebody shot six, seven people today. Somebody blew up a building today. That's what you want to go back to? You don't have to be part of that. <laughs> Come on. You, well, I'm, I hope today when I finish, you can say, Lord, please don't let me go back. Please, I entreat you, Lord God, that I can follow you. My Lord. Wherever you lodge or sleep, wherever you rest, I'm going to rest. Your people shall be my people. And your God shall be my God. <laughs> Listen, what a statement. Even though Naomi was weak, she had a sign that the Lord was part of her life. And, 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 and you watch Ruth follow that. You watch Ruth grabbing, oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. You watch Ruth grabbing a hold of that and saying, God, I'm going to follow you. She wasn't necessarily following weak Naomi, though she wanted to help her and help her in her life. She was following Jehovah. She was following the Lord. Ruth just came out of a pagan nation, a worship of idols and in Moab, they worship all kind of gods and strange gods and Molech and all these different gods made out of stone. And rock, and now she's starting to realize there's something wrong with those gods. They ain't real. I'm gonna follow the true God, right? Her fate. <laughs> and he says, Where you die, I'm gonna die. Naomi, I'm gonna follow you. And where they put you in the ground, they're gonna put me on right next to you. Come on, Holy Ghost. I'm going to be buried with you, Naomi. I'm not going to leave you side. I'm going to love my God. I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm going to love you, Jesus. I'm going to hold you, Jesus. 
Listen, when, when, when I'm raptured up, I want to be right next to you, Lord. I want, to, I want to worship at your feet for eternity. I want to meet you, Lord. I want to be with you. I want to nail, nail at those nail-scarred feet. I want to be with you, Jesus. I want, to, I want to be where you are, Jesus. I want to, in death, I want to be where you are, Lord. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When you die, guess where you're going? <laughs> You'll be right there with Jesus. The minute you open your eyes in death, in heaven, you're going to see the Lord. Amen. Thank you. And you're going to be with him forever and ever and ever and never, ever, never, ever to be apart from him ever, ever again. I don't want to pass that up. For what? For death, wickedness, and sin that I see in the world. You know, years ago, I was, <laughs> I was watching two brothers in the Lord, and I guess they were learning. They were bragging how wicked they were, how they, how they, they, they were in this sin and that sin. I said, man, why would you want to brag on that? <laughs> I was a runner, runner, and I was a this, and I was a that. I was a drinker, and I was everything. And they thought they was giving God a testimony. No, they were just bragging on how we, you know. Who cares how wicked you were? Tell me, uh, did God ever deliver you? Are you free from that thing? Go tell somebody that. And I got so obsessed. I said, man, what do you want to be bragging about? What was killing you? What was destroying you? Now you can close your Bibles for a little while. I got some quotes I want to quote. So this is just, trust me, they're in the scriptures. <laughs> I just, because I want to talk about the faith of Ruth. She forsook all. She gave everything up to serve the Lord. Now, Jesus made a few statements that kind of catch me, okay? Ruth understood that if she's going to serve the Lord, she had to give everything else up. That don't mean she... She just made a decision. Nothing is going to come before Him. Whatever God wants, He can have it, right? I'm going to forsake all. She took everything she had. There's no evidence that she ever went back home to her mom and daddy. There's no evidence she ever went back to her old ways. She just stayed with Naomi. She, she ran to Marin Boaz, which was Boogie's right when he says she's a kinsman demon, which is a shadow of Jesus. Boaz purchased Ruth and bought her. You know, he, he redeemed her. He married her. And that's where we see King David came out of the lineage of Ruth, Solomon, and most of all, the Lord Jesus came out of the lineage of Ruth. You know, the Bible is clear that unless we're going to serve the Lord, we must deny ourselves. And it says that in Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Deny ourselves and follow Him. What does that mean? Well, when I understood this as a Christian, it doesn't mean you give up your wife or your husband or nothing like that. Deny. It means to deny your flesh, to not deny your desi the desires for this world. Putting aside those things that would hinder you, your walk with the Lord. And I understood that and I said, well, I got a lot of things I like in this world. You know, we got a job, we got to work, we got to live. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about your passions, your sinful passions. Come on. Your, 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 your desires for this world, the things that was 
lustful and destroying you. Uh, I'm going to share something with you. You, you. you might disagree with me, but some of the biggest hindrances we have in, as a believer is our own families. You know, you're going to go to them and you're going to say, well, I'm a Christian now. Oh, you become one of them holy rulers. Those nuts, huh? They'll do everything they can to discourage you. They'll come around when you need, when you need, a, when you need a pray. They'll come around when you need to... You don't talk to the Lord. They're always coming. And it's always like we push God aside for them. Can't do that no more. Right? We have to realize that Jesus is first in our lives. Jesus is the one that we need to put our faith in. Not in our family. As much as we love them. Praise God. It's nothing to do with not loving them. But watch what he says here. In Matthew 4.19... This is a man that came to Jesus. And he said, Lord, I follow you, but let me go bury my father. He died. Now people say, well, Jesus is being heartless. No, he's not. Jesus says, go let the dead bury the dead. And what that means is that those that are walking on two feet that don't know him, they're dead. Let them bury, but you come and follow me. But he's my father. I love him. Sure you love him, but he's not more important than doing what Jesus said to do. So Jesus, if he'd go back home, the family members would probably turn his heart away from, the, from following him. That's what happened. And one, little, one ruler came to him one day, and I'm just quoting. And I'm just telling you, you read this for yourself. And uh, I just quoted out of Matthew 4, 19. And in Luke, let's turn there for, for the sake of one more time. Luke chapter 9, verses... 56. It's not easy to tell people that you're giving your life to Jesus. I'm going to tell you why. Because there's two or three things that will hinder you. First of all, family members, money, come on, and pride. <laughs> Listen, if you find yourself away from the Lord or you need Jesus, don't leave this building until we pray with you. Because you'll never find peace outside of Jesus. Right? You'll never find peace outside of the grace of God. Listen, this, this stuff don't bother me no more because I'm not in bondage. I don't mind denying myself. I don't mind putting my family aside if it's going to be to honor God. Because... You know why? It's because that's what my heart is about. I want, to, I want to serve the Lord with my life. Right? And he gives a, a pretty strong <laughs> rebuke. Chapter 9, verse 56. Let me get him out to my spot. We'd have to go through a, a, a good study of, of this. I know I don't have time this morning. But Jesus is approaching a wealthy uh, uh, young man. He, he was a ruler. Could have been a, 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 probably been a religious ruler. Let me get to my spot. But Jesus said unto him, well, let me go on to verses, uh, I want to say verse 57. Let's start there. He says here, this young ruler 
came to Jesus, and he had a lot of money. He was rich. But his heart was sincere. He seemed like he wanted to know how to be saved. <laughs> seemed like he wanted to know how to go to heaven. In our, mo our modern vernacular, as we speak, born again. He wanted to understand. He knew Jesus was special. He knew Jesus had words of power. He knew Je He saw the miracles that apparently what Jesus has done. He came to Jesus and he said this. Not happen. No, I lost my place again. Yeah. Verse 57. <laughs> Not happen as they journeyed on the road. That, uh, someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. No matter what. Right? No matter where you go, I'll follow you. No matter what you do, I'll follow you. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests. But the son of man have nowhere to lay his head. I, I'm not rich. I don't have, I even own a house. I don't have a place to go sleep. He's letting this man know that you're going to follow me, but it's going to cost you something, right? You're coming to follow me to be rich, you're in the wrong boat, right? And he goes on and he says this. Then he said to another, follow me. But he says, Lord, let me go first bury my father. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead, but go and preach the kingdom of God. Well, that was pretty strong. Because if he went back home, saw mama crying and sister crying and uncles crying, everybody remorsing and said, you dare, you know, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't go preach. He wouldn't leave. I believe that's the reason why the Lord told him, it was more important to you to go preach the gospel or preach the kingdom of God. Because if he have went over there, his family would have turned his heart away. Do you understand what I'm saying? He'd have found a reason not to go. Oh, my mom is uh, feeling pretty down. I'm going to stay with her a while. Uh, uh, my, my, my brothers and sisters and my, my nieces and nephews, they, they're, all, they're all going through a lot. And, you know what I'm saying? But he said here, let the dead bury the dead, but go and preach again. And another said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go bid them farewell who are at my house. I'm going to go tell my family goodbye. I'm going to tell them I'm going on the ministry trail. I'm going to preach for Jesus. <laughs> but Jesus said to him, No one, having put in his hand to a plow and look it back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Listen, that's some hard stuff. But we don't stop and think about our commitment of faith to Jesus. I learned a long time ago, if I'm going to live for the Lord, I'm going to have to deny some things. I might even have to hurt some people's feelings, right? But Jesus has to be glorified. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when that dust is all going to settle, with all we see going on, when Jesus going that's all that's going to matter, Right? Whether you serve Christ or not. Mom and daddy can't save you. Son or daughter can't save you. Aunt or uncle can't save you. Right? And let me go on to my next part. Matthew. I'm a, you, you don't have to turn there. Let me just let me quote it for you. Chapter 10, verse 37. He that loved father or mother <laughs> more than me... <laughs> 
It's not worthy of me. You write it down. You can go read it yourself. I just wrote it for the sake of time, okay? So we can go on. But he that loved father and mother more than me, not worthy of me. You can't love nothing better than Jesus, right? I, listen, I went to church for years, and I had to understand, how can I love you, Lord, more than my own children, my own mama, my own, you know, how? How's it? I have to make a decision. You don't stop loving them, but you love him more. Listen, you have a price you have to pay to love Jesus. The world is never going to shake your hand and say, well, yeah, you, you know, you, you're a good person because you're going to heaven because you took care of your mom and you took care of your dad. And that's all good stuff. I'm not knocking that. But when you start placing that above your love for the Lord, it's sin. And believe me, I'm not telling you something that's easy to do. I had to do it. We all have to do it. We have to realize, why do you come to church? Not because you want to see me. You come here because you, want to lo you love Jesus, right? Right. Why do you pray? Because you, want to lo you love Jesus. Why do you read your Bible? Because you want to love Jesus. You want to understand his ways, right? You want to know what his doctrines is, what, what he believes. <clears throat> In Matthew 19, 29... And it says this, everyone that forsaketh house or brother or father or mother or wife or child or land for my sake shall receive in this life a hundredfold. Now that doesn't mean that Jesus wants you to get up and leave your wife and leave your kids and nothing like that. I told my wife that because it would contradict everything else. Because Jesus said like, a, a husband is to leave his wife and he leave his father and mother cleave unto his wife. It says the, the husband, I mean, you're to honor your father and your mother. Jesus had to rebuke some Pharisees because they tried to take money from believers because he said, if you, don't, you don't need to give this to your mom and dad anymore. Just give it to the priests. And God them not to honor their father and mother. Jesus said it, it was sin. You make all these to take away from the commandments of God. That's what he said. The traditions of your, 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 your fathers to take away. You still honor your father. They don't mean you don't love them. But anytime they're in place of worship. Come on, Holy Ghost. Anytime they put in place of Christ. And something you're supposed to be doing for the Lord. You're doing for someone else. As a mother and a father, a son or a daughter, or uncle, aunt, whatever. That becomes a worship of something else. My, that's tough, but it's the truth. And Jesus makes it very clear, if you do this stuff, you cannot be my disciples. Not for people that are just learning and starting. And I understand, praise God. Listen, we're all growing. And as you grow, you're going to find out the more you fall in love with Jesus, the less you're going to fall in love with the things of this world. Right? And as you grow in the Lord, you're going to find out your desires and passions for Christ is more than your passions. Listen, I've been having more desire to get closer to him than I've ever. I've been turning the television off. I don't want to hear all the things that are discouraging. I just want to just be with Jesus. What's wrong with that? The Bible says love not the world. Neither are things in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. We're learning, right? <laughs> Listen, if you're wrestling with some of these things, that don't mean you're going to hell. <laughs> it's something that we're learning how to do, right? We're learning how to grow. 
I told you, Fred, you can't eat all the hay in one day. You don't give the horse all the hay in one day, huh? You give it to him one bite at a time. I, I like, I'm on a diet right now, so pray for me. I, like, I love chocolate and ice cream. Like I told you all before, I like the peanut butter party car, man. They got chocolate chips and uh, peanut butter cups and, uh, and oh, Lord, man. <laughs> but you know what? If I'd eat the whole <laughs> gallon in one sitting, I'd be sick. But I eat it one bite at a time. Stay at the Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. But you know, it's, that's what's happening with us. See, as a church, we have to grow together. We're learning together. I'm, I was encouraged. We had a, a few weeks, a month or so back, and I had a few men. And I was so encouraged to hear them, their confidence in, in, in standing against things that are not right. I said, man. I said, well, that blessed me more than anything else. Because at least they're listening, right? They're understanding that walking with the Lord is going to set you aside from the world. Come out from among them, he said. Be separated, said the Lord. And you shall be my, my people and I'll be your God. For me, it's not getting that hard to separate anymore. Because I'm starting to like less and less in what this evil world is doing. It doesn't have, I thank God for it. I'm free to worship God. When Yvette and my wife and my mom and he sang this morning, you can worship the Lord because you're not bound up by the, 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 the traps of this world. You know, the world's going bad. It ain't my world. Hallelujah. Society's falling apart. My residence is in heaven. I'm going to be with Jesus one day, Right? I just got a, I'm a pilgrim passing through. <laughs> I'm just going through. I'm just come, let's, I'm going to be with Jesus one day. I'm 60 years old, and I started realizing I'm getting closer and closer to his, <laughs> to be with him. If the Lord don't come back, I, I'm getting closer and closer, y'all. And when I go, I want to say, like Ruth, Lord, where you are, I'll be. Come on, somebody. My God is your God. Come on. <laughs> Were you buried? I'm buried. <laughs> I joke with my wife. It's just true. I'm not really joking. I said, when we die, if the Lord, we both die before the Lord comes back, we're going to put us on top of each other in the grave. And when the rapture happens, we're going to grab each other by the hand. One of us is going to pull it <laughs> together. <laughs> we're going to go up in heaven together. <laughs> And she'll be quoting that saying, the Lord is the light in my salvation. Now, come on, chapter 27, verse 1. It's on that little board in the front. The Lord is the light in my salvation. I shall not want. No, come on, I'll be quoting. The uh, uh, Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's making me to lie down in green pastures. He's leading me beside still waters. Yea, do I walk, my God, through the valley of shadow of death. I will feel no evil, for the Lord is with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah. I'm going to shout over here in a little while. Hallelujah. I'm going to heaven, praise God. <laughs> I ain't be left behind. I'm going. Fixing to make an entrance, hallelujah. You too. <laughs> if the rapture happens before you die, lift your hair, eyes up. For he coming, praise God. Your redemption draw it now. Hallelujah, praise God. I'm ready. I'm ready, praise God. I'm pumped up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my God. I'm almost finished. Thank God. No better than I get me started. I might start having revival by myself. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> no. Luke 14, 33 says, He that does not forsake all and follow me cannot be my disciple. Now let's check. I said a minute ago, we have to, in, in light of all what we see, praise God, and what, what, what our hearts are, whether it be a mother or a father, like I said, an uncle and aunt, we have to forsake all. If this uncle and his aunt and mother and, and says, you, I disown you because you serve Jesus, what are you going to do? That's the question. You ain't part of this family anymore if you join that religious pile of nuts. I'll serve Jesus. I'm going to cut you out of my inheritance. <laughs> Come on. Listen, that's what I'm talking about. Look him in the face and say, my God and my Lord is Savior. Though mother and father forsake me. I read that in the scriptures. The Lord won't forsake me. My Lord, come on somebody. I said, though mother and father forsake me, the Lord won't forsake me. I'm almost finished. Matthew 12, verse 50 says, For whosoever shall be, shall do the will of his father and his do the will of my father. Jesus talking about God, okay? Whoever does the will of my father, the same is my brother, my sister, and my mother. You got a new family. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Whoever does the will of God, Jesus, is your family. Believe me, I'm not telling y'all to jump up and go throw your family by the wayside. That's not what I'm saying. But when that family gets in the way of your faith, there's only one decision. Listen, you, might, you tell them you might not hate me, you disown me, you might disinherit me, but I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm going to make my life with him. My life changed when I gave my life to Jesus. Listen, nothing my family could have done or given me, or tried to buy for me, would ever give me rest in my spirit. Only Jesus done that. I have a troubled family. And a lot of them messed up. What kind of advice or hope could they give me? None. I hope is in the Lord, right? One more verse. You can stand up, praise God. I want to ask you a question. Today is decision day, right? Though some of us might be serving the Lord for years, we might have been going back and forth, all right? But today is decision day. With all my heart, I want everybody in this building to serve Christ. But I can't make that happen for you, right? I'm not God. I can't save you. I can't make you more righteous. None of that. But I know one thing. Don't let men or me or anybody or family or anybody... Make your, make your decision for your faith, right? I'm not going to let a man decide my fate for me or 
or family or any, anybody that, for that matter. Amen? This is in Matthew. Chapter 10, verse 36. A man's foes or enemies shall be they of their own household. Anybody ever read that before? What's your biggest hindrance to your faith? <laughs> I'm not picking you on, praise God. We've all been through that stuff, all right? It's those of your own family. The biggest enemies you'll have is those that belong to you. And now listen to me. I'm not telling you go throw your family in the ditch. Listen to me. Because people think, no, you love them and pray for them and share Jesus with them. You understand where I'm coming from? Do all you can to reach them. But never let them decide for you where you're going to be with God. Never let them make that decision. That this is how you're going to believe God because this is what we think. That'll never happen. I want to share something with you this morning. I had a, a customer call me while I was over here a while ago. And he was, he was talking. He said, Lenny, things are bad. Well, yeah, they're bad. He's a lost person, yo. And I said, you know what? I said, I'm not going to listen to a priest or a preacher. I'll put my faith in a man. I'm going to put it in this, right? Right? I said, I'm going to put it in what God said. I'm not asking you to trust me as, as your pastor. So I'm going to do my very best to be an example. Don't get me wrong. But I feel God help me. I do. I wish I didn't. You know, I started learning a little bit this last month. Said, the Lord told me, said, Lenny, don't take no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow, I'm going to take thought for the things of itself. Jesus said that. Mm -hmm.